Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to the hundredth episode of So Here's the Thing podcast. That is nuts for me to say out loud. Actually, it it does feel like a hundred is a lot, but I also feel like I can barely remember a time where I wasn't working on this podcast. It is by far one of my favorite things that I do. And I love being able to connect with all of you listeners and with all of our guests. So I'm very grateful to have recorded a hundred episodes and had this podcast for over two years. Um, it's been such a joy. And I thought for a really long time about what I wanted to do to kind of celebrate this little milestone. And honestly, I am always being asked when I'm going to let somebody come back to interview me. So I decided that's what we're going to do. And I invited back my wonderfully perfect, amazing business bestie, my friend, Sarah Erickson of Sarah and design. She actually interviewed me on this show very early on. I'm thinking like, I think that was like the 18th episode or something like that. It was like the very beginning. And the most, I guess, full circle moment for me is that Sarah actually helped name the show. She helped create the show. She was there and saw this podcast come together. And of course she did all the branding and all the design for, so here's the thing. And also for my personal brand, Laylee Amati. So I'm super, super excited to have her here. And I'm also full disclosure, very nervous because I have no answers planned for the questions she's going to ask me. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I guess that's the point of this, of this podcast, right? Is we keep it conversational and we keep it real. So Sarah, thanks for being here. And I will officially pass the mic on over to you. Hi everybody. And thank you, Laylee, for having me back on the podcast. I cannot believe this is your 100th episode. Like you were saying, I remember when this was just a little idea that you had that you were excited to start. And I can't believe that it's grown into something that has been able to serve your audience and so many people in such amazing ways over the past two years. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, I am also a little nervous to be on this side of the mic or any mic, let's be honest, <laughs> but honored to be here as your business bestie and as a fan myself of the podcast. So um, yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts and let you be interviewed. I'm going to go ahead and dive in and just start with something that I know people are asking you all the time. As a podcast host, what is your favorite part of hosting? Okay, this is an easy one because I have a lot of favorite parts. I think my my all-time favorite thing for in terms of like being a host of the podcast is connecting with the listeners. Uh, I love hearing when somebody my okay, this is my favorite phrase to hear from people and I hear it every single week from different people and it's this is exactly what I needed to hear today. And that phrase makes me cry. Like, I love hearing that feedback because I'm like, my goal with every single episode is if I can reach one person who needs to hear that message or who needs to hear that content, I've done my job and this is worth the time and worth the effort. So that's definitely like my top 
favorite part of hosting. And then the second favorite part, I know you said favorite and that's like one thing, but whatever, we'll let it go. My second favorite is connecting with all the guests and having like really fun conversations. Cause I get to talk with people who I normally wouldn't always get to have conversations with. And I get to hear perspectives I wouldn't normally be exposed to. And I get to learn about new topics that I know nothing about sometimes, which is really fun. So those are probably my faves. I love it. Yeah. We make our own rules here, so that's totally fine to have two favorites. (laughs) And I've loved getting to observe those two things for you over the years, especially the way that you've gotten to connect with your audience. Again, when you started this out, I remember you asking, do you think anybody's going to listen? And it turns out that quite a few people do, and they really have learned so much from this. And it's, it's so exciting to see that there is a ripple effect as people have come to listen to the podcast and get to know you and your guests and to take away all those tangible tips. That's something that I really appreciate. Even over two years and 100 episodes, you've really kept the vision of the podcast and giving people that actionable advice. So I feel the same way when I listen to every episode, but there's always some little nugget of information that I can take home and use in my daily business and life. And I love that you've kept that focus, even as things have continued to grow, it is always honest and actionable wisdom. So um, I'm just casually like crying over here. It's fine. (laughs) It's a good milestone to celebrate. I'm excited that we're here to do it and excited that your audience gets to be part of this. Okay. So I have the next question for you. Obviously there are some things that you've loved that have been your favorites that you expected would be amazing, but on the flip side, what's something you've learned that is different than you thought it would be since you got started? Okay. This one's kind of hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think, I guess the most like unexpected thing that I've, I've grown to learn is more of like something I've changed my mind about. So when I came up with like the concept for this podcast, it was, I actually looked it up, Sarah, before we got on this call, it was three years ago that we sat down at that coffee shop and talked about it and you helped me name it. And like three years ago, we went on a little like work retreat and I found the music and recorded the intro, like in a little house in Waco. Anyway, the concept back then was, oh, nobody talks about these like unpopular opinions and nobody shares these private conversations that they have like at conferences and with their industry friends. And I want to make that accessible to everybody because I want that knowledge and these like tangible tricks to be like known and heard for everybody. But what I think I've, I've learned that's different than what I thought back then is that none of these things that are quote unquote unpopular opinions, and I'll continue to call them that forever because it makes sense, but they're not really unpopular. They're just not talked about openly. And in fact, what I've noticed through like a hundred episodes is every single episode where someone shares a quote unquote unpopular opinion, most people agree with that unpopular opinion, which by definition would make it the popular opinion. So I think I've just like, it's weird how I've had that mental shift and I didn't expect that to happen, but through a hundred conversations and a hundred unpopular opinions and all the feedback from it, I'm like, oh, they actually are not unpopular. They're just, they're just quietly not talked about. So, so true. Yeah. I feel like almost every unpopular opinion that's been voiced on the show is one that resonates with me and I'm sure with so much of your audience too. Um, But you're right. Not that many people talk about those things or have a space where they can share candidly about that, especially when we're getting to know people 
through the lens of social media or conferences or things like that, we don't always get a chance to really have those real conversations. So uh, yeah, I agree. That is maybe a little bit different than what we expected when we sat down in that coffee shop where all good ideas are born. (laughs) But yeah, I've loved to see what people think is unpopular, but really does resonate with a much, much wider audience. So a lot has definitely changed since we sat down and talked about this crazy idea of starting a podcast, not just for the podcast, but also for your business. Two years in creative industry is a very short amount of time. I feel like for all of us that live and and work in this industry, that amount of time is enough for some pretty radical change to unfold within our businesses. And you have definitely pivoted quite a bit since starting the podcast and over the the two-year time period. So tell us a little bit about how your business has changed, the pivots that you've made intentionally, and really what things look like now versus then. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think two years or, and even two and a half to three years, which is like how long it's been since we conceptualized this podcast is a very long time in the creative space. I would say the biggest change I think, and the biggest pivot that I've made has been kind of letting go of photography being the main source of revenue in my business and like the main focus of my business and really working more primarily with creative educators. So back when I started the podcast, I was coaching and I was mentoring and I, you know, I was developing and launching the creative educator Academy, my course, but it was like a side thing. Like it was a smaller part of my business and I loved it. And I always have loved education but it has definitely over the past couple of years become the primary focus of the business. And even the podcast itself has gone from being kind of general and business advice and a little bit more tailored to people who are wanting to kind of diversify their revenue through education. And so I think that's probably the biggest change that's happened. And quite frankly, like, I don't think it's ever going to stop changing. Like, I think that's kind of the beauty of being in the entrepreneurial space is that, you'll continually be evolving your business and everything's going to be changing every single year. So it's cool to watch it grow and change alongside the podcast, as opposed to like the podcast staying stagnant and my business changing, like everything kind of changes together, if that makes sense. It definitely does. And I think that's spot on that so many of us have made our own pivots in business. I hope your audience will weigh in on that and maybe comment with some of the pivots that they've made, because I think we would all be really inspired to see how many changes people have made, how many new things they've introduced into their business or celebrating things that they've been able to let go, which sometimes can be even harder. (laughs) I know that's been a challenge for me in the past and my business has changed over the past few years as well. So I'm sure that that's something everyone listening can relate to. You know, it might be, I don't know, it's a little cheesy, but might be a good moment to sort of reflect and, and celebrate the changes that you've made and the things that have brought you to where you are today, because it really is crazy how much can change and and how much I know you all have changed in that amount of time. I don't think it's cheesy. I love it. I love, I feel like everybody who listens to the podcast has probably heard me say it's a really good time to reflect and go a little bit deeper, but it is, I mean, especially like having somebody else ask me these questions, I'm like, Oh, wow. I haven't thought about that, but it's pretty cool to see how like, even as a community, even as a creative community, we all kind of had to take some sharp pivots and turns together over the past couple of years. And I'm just really honored that I and the podcast have like a small 
part to play in a lot of people's lives and businesses and being able to like walk that journey together is, is really cool. So that's me being cheesy too, but it's, but it's totally true as well. Such a good reminder. It's, it's always good to take that time to reflect. And I really do hope everybody listening will do the same and share it with us because it is fun to celebrate those wins. I guess on that note, as far as wins, what are some of the things that have felt like a win or your favorite part of your business growth over the past couple of years? And then on the flip side, what are some things that maybe have been challenging or your least favorite parts of business in this amount of time? Oh my goodness. Well, my favorite parts of business hands down, it's getting to work with people and see changes happening in their businesses. I I think, um, that's probably like the Enneagram two, like my strong two wing coming through, but I really, I do love seeing when people can make changes and, and make forward progress in their businesses and having playing like that small role and getting to see them and kind of have that, like, I don't know, like that progress and that, that celebration, that's like a byproduct of, of working alongside them is always really fun. So that's probably my favorite part of business. And, you know, I always have to have a second favorite part. My second favorite part of my business and of just having a creative business in general, or like an entrepreneurial business is the freedom that comes alongside it. So being able to make my own schedule before we hit record, I was telling Sarah like, Oh, this week kind of got away from me. I did a lot of like personal time and if I had, you know, my old teaching job or even my old corporate job, I could not take three days of the week to focus on myself. I mean, I would have to show up at work. Um, and so while there were some things that I did have to show up and do this week, I was able to really prioritize myself. And so that freedom is probably my favorite part of my business. Oh yeah. Least favorite part. That's really hard. Um, I think my least favorite part of business right now is going it alone. I think that's really hard. I mean, even if you have a team, even if you have a small team being like the end all person of your business, like being the person in charge can be really challenging in seasons where you feel tired or unmotivated, or you just, you know, I mean, the good thing is you can take a rest because you are the boss. The bad thing is it can be really difficult to get back on the horse and like, to get back moving forward when you don't technically have to answer to anybody, but your clients. So I guess that's probably one of my least favorite parts is I I really thrive in like a team setting. And I, I love to be a part of a community and I try to do that as much as I can, but at the end of the day, like it is my business and I am the CEO. So I'm the end answer. So that can be really hard sometimes. Right. That CEO mindset is such a double-edged sword that it gives you all of that freedom. Like you said, that is such a wonderful part of the creative business, but it does all at the end of the day, come back down to you or to me (laughs) to make all of the decisions in a business. And that takes, I think a lot of time and effort and just that emotional weight and thinking, you know, a lot of times we don't think of that as Um, work that takes time, you know, it's not really something you can cross off your to-do list um, to take care of the weight of decision-making, but it really can weigh on someone, especially when you are that person that everything comes back to. So I totally understand that, but I do think that the flip side and the reward, like you talked about is so, so worth it. I've loved getting to see that in your business and to meet some of the people that you've coached over the years or to meet people who have gone through the Creative Educator Academy and then to see their careers grow after this. And that ripple effect really is such a wonderful thing. And it's something that you've been able to produce. And I'm I'm so excited to have seen that over the past couple of years. Thanks, Sarah. 
You're welcome. So through all those highs and lows, the favorites, the least favorites, everything else, I know you, I know you always have a next big vision in your mind. You (laughs) are always thinking of the next big thing and dreaming up something incredible. Uh, So tell us a little bit about what's up next. Give us a peek into what you're currently dreaming about and where you want to take things uh, from here. Okay. So I can give you next big goals, next big dreams. This is hard because I feel like you do know me and you know, I probably have like a hundred dreams and a hundred goals that I could rattle off, but probably the things that are getting me the most excited. One is, you know, just continually revamping the Academy and relaunching that and reopening doors to that later this year. That's going to be really fun. I love anytime I get to welcome new students in and see them go through it and then see them implement the things that, that I teach that our guest educators teach. And then seeing that transformation happen is always really, really awesome. That's something that's easy to share. Something that's probably a little harder to share that I am going to, I'm going to tell you, I was like, should I say this? I don't know, because it might not happen. It might not happen, honestly. So you're listening to this and you're like, how can I mark my calendar? You can't. But one of the big, big things I want to do, not this year, but probably next next year is host an in-person conference for creative educators. And so I'm putting it out there for a couple of reasons. One, cause it's scary to talk about things that might not happen that are just like in the dream stages, but two, it's been in the dream stage for a couple of years now. So I think, I think it's definitely going to happen. I don't know what, sh- what form it's going to take, take what shape it's going to take, but it's, it will happen one day. And so why not mark it down and put it out into the world? Um, and if you're listening and you're excited about that, please let me know so that I'm more encouraged to continue on with the plans. But I just, I love in-person events, you know, hosting next level, the next level retreat. You've been by my side for that for every single one. And it's been so rewarding. And I would love to keep that same like community feel at, you know, a more accessible, larger scale uh, event. So we'll see, we'll see if I can pull it off. My calendar is officially marked indefinitely. (laughs) (laughs) I would make it a priority. That would be incredible. And I know if anyone could bring it into into the world, it would be you. I think you're just such a connector and you do light up so much when you're in person with any, any type of people, you always find ways to connect and get to know them, pour into them. And I can just see that being something that you would love so much. And I'm sure all of your attendees would too. And I appreciate you sharing that. Like you said, we always have those big goals that we haven't really spoken out loud and, you know, kind of in the, in the theme of the podcast, being able to pull back the veil on some of those conversations and to know what are our peers and mentors dreaming of what's on, what's on their docket next. It's really good to hear that. And it gives a little confidence, I think, to people like me who might have some big goals that are quiet and unspoken. (laughs) It's good to put them out into the world and just to, to be transparent about that, you know, whether it happens or not, I think the goal is worthwhile for sure. Um, and then too, I know you talked about the Academy and how much you're pouring into that right now. And I hope people know there's just so much work that goes into that behind the scenes. You know, you talk about a big goal and that is a huge, huge goal. (laughs) I think a lot of times people just see the final result and it's incredible and it's producing transformations for your students, but not everybody knows how much work goes into continually refining and editing a course to really make it as good as it can be. And I know that you care so much about that and invest so much time in making it into something that really is its very best version at every new stage. So get excited. If you're thinking of joining the Academy, I know what's going into it this season and I can't wait for you guys to find out. 
You're such a great hype person, Sarah. I love it. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I think also it's a little tricky and, and in full transparency, like it's intimidating teaching other educators because you, it's even more important to me to make sure that it's like the best that it can be and that I'm the best that I can be, you know, in that leadership role to other leaders. It's very, it's, it can be very intimidating, but it's also very rewarding. So yeah, something I really appreciate there too, is that you're always transparent with your students about what you've been learning again, over the past two years or so, you have learned so much and grown so much and made those pivots in business. And the fact that you're willing to really reveal that to your students and to pass on whatever your newest level of knowledge is to them. I think that speaks volumes. Um, There's always so much new content being added as you continue to gain expertise too. So there's just a lot that goes into it (laughs) that people don't know about behind the scenes, but I think it really does make a, make a final product. That's so, so worthwhile on the topic of next big goals. uh, I know that you've been refining the Academy, but what do you think about the podcast? podcast. Where do you see the future of the podcast going? Any big plans as you move forward from this hundredth episode and what you want the future to look like? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. I probably should think about that a little bit more. (laughs) It's fine. I'm fine. Super casual, but no, I, I, I think the future of the show, one thing that we've already kind of done, like I said, I feel like the show just grows with me and in the direction that I'm going. And so I have, you know, in the past several months, we've really started focusing on being able to serve as many educators and leaders and budding educators and even people who are not yet in the education sphere, but really wanting to kind of one day get there, being able to prepare them while still giving really tangible business advice is something that I'm hoping for the future. Uh, You know, we have changed the schedule and scaled back a little bit to produce less episodes, but have each episode be really um, even that much better. So that's something that I'm probably going to continue on for at least, you know, this coming year. And then the the one other thing that I've thought about for the future of the podcast is, and I, again, who knows if this is actually going to happen, but apparently I'm just spilling all the secrets. I don't even care anymore. I think I'm going to take the podcast completely unedited and put those episodes on YouTube, because I think that there is something to be said about being able to like watch two people like laugh at each other and just hype each other up. I'm a very active. And like, when I say active listener, I'm like literally waving my hands around and like looking like a crazy person for half the episode. And some people really might enjoy watching that. So um, I was so hoping you were going to say this. (laughs) I know it's something that we've talked about a little bit before, and I think it would be so fun to be able to share the podcast in a video format And, you know, you have an incredible editor who thankfully cuts out some of our bloopers, but the idea of having a few of those live on video, (laughs) I think could be pretty entertaining for the audience as well. Um, And it's a, it's another fun place to engage. You know, I think there's a difference in sometimes I'm driving in my car and just want to listen to a podcast, but there are times where I do just want to kind of grab my phone and, and watch some YouTube videos. So I can totally see that as a really fun place to connect and have a bit more of a visual format. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait to tune in. That's super encouraging. Tim, my husband, he always, I said my husband for the people listening, not for you. Obviously Sarah knows who Tim is. Um, but Tim is always on me like, Oh, put it on YouTube because people love podcasts on YouTube and they really like to watch other people interact. And I'm like, Oh gosh, talk about that's like next level transparency for me. Cause you know, I'm not going to like 
change anything about this no makeup sweatshirt vibe. Like that's still going to be happening on I was going to say, I've had the pleasure of joining the podcast a few times now. And I think that I've had the exact same appearance each time. I'm definitely (laughs) still in my pajama shirt, messy bun. (laughs) So I think most of our creative industry can probably relate to that casual atmosphere and hopefully won't mind tuning in even with that going on. Oh yeah. That's not changing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't plan to change anything about that for myself either. So Well, YouTube sounds like an amazing, exciting place to take the podcast. Tell me a little bit more about where you see your business aside from the podcast going in the next five years. Knowing that this is always such a tricky question, I feel like if I were to go back to any journal, you know, five years ago and look at where I plan to be now, in many ways, it would be wildly different. (laughs) So I always love when people voice this and put it out into the world, what that next five years could look like. And then I love to watch how it changes and takes completely different directions or follows along that path. You never know, but I'm excited to hear what the vision is. Yeah, man, this is a tough one. I'm not going to lie because yeah, my business looks nothing like what I thought it would look like five years ago. Now. I mean, if, like you said, if I was to look back, I'd be, I would probably be really surprised at the trajectory that my business, uh, you know, has taken, but I guess if you're asking me now, I think for me in five years, I would just, honestly, I'm so happy with the way that, that things are right now. I'm happy with being able to help other people succeed in their businesses. I'm happy with being able to take people through, you know, a program that equips them to share their knowledge and expertise. I'm happy with the podcast and being able to connect with people on here, providing free content and hopefully valuable content. I guess I would just love to see, you know, even more margin and even more balance. You know, I'm always, I am always seeking out as much balance as possible. And I know a lot of people think that that's a myth, but I don't think that work-life balance is a myth. I think it's something that you can definitely achieve if you prioritize that way. And so I'd like to see even more of that. If I'm doing big, big life dreams, I'd love to see my husband working alongside me in my business in some capacity. You know, he does help out here and there now, but I think it'd be really cool if, you know, this could be something that we do together. I I don't really know if I want, you know, a massive team, but I love the team that I have in place. And I, I think it would be cool to bring on a couple more team members as well. So that's kind of where I, where I see the business growing is just kind of where I'm at now, but like maybe a little bit more streamlined and a lot, I guess a lot more impactful, even if, if I could dream really big, it's like taking what I'm doing now and doing it on a bigger scope. I love that. And it's a bigger scope, but in so many ways, focusing your time to be efficient where it matters most. And I think that's something that both of us have prioritized and grown in since we started our businesses. You know, in the beginning, we're always dreaming of more, 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 which there's a time and place for that. And I feel really grateful that we have been able to bring some of those dreams to life. But I do think the further we get into our businesses, both of us have been thinking about where can we get more time back into our lives? What could it look like to really be fully present in business when we're in business and to be fully present in our personal lives when we're in our personal lives? So I appreciate having a shared life and business goal with you as always, (laughs) but I'm excited to see how you continue to do that in your business and to make it happen. Um, again, that's something that I think a lot of people think that that work-life balance is, 
a myth because they're not working towards it necessarily. They think it might just happen to them. And I don't think that it's likely to just happen on its own. I think it takes a lot of hard work to get there. And I can see you putting in the work now. And hopefully, again, over the next five years, as you continue to grow, it'll be in a way that is efficient and continues to serve your life and your family in the way that you want it to. Um, I'm excited to see what unfolds. Me too. Okay. Well, you've almost made it to the end of having to be on the other side of the mic being interviewed. Hallelujah. (laughs) It is a little bit intimidating. I'm glad that you get to feel how your guests usually feel, although you're a great host. You always put everybody at ease, but I hope so because I am sweating. I'm literally every question I'm like, um, I don't know. Let me think about it. It's definitely hard to be on either side of the mic. I'm not usually much of a host myself. So you're doing awesome. Killing oh, it. thanks. Thanks for the encouragement. I'm glad we've made it through. Uh, I have to end on a question that you are so familiar with, uh, but we definitely have to hear one from you since it's the 100th episode, knowing that maybe unpopular opinions do turn out to be popular after all. (laughs) Tell me an unpopular opinion or maybe just an opinion that is not often talked about in our industry that you want to shed a little bit of light on. I think one unpopular opinion that I could share, or maybe it's just an opinion, is that a lot of people now are really scared to start something or do something new because everybody else is doing it. And I, I, I think that's something that's been around forever. I mean, I remember when I started photography, I was like, there are already a million photographers. When I started a podcast, I was like, there's tons of podcasters and now there's even more, but I'm seeing it more and more with course creators, with podcast hosts, with people who are starting YouTube channels or blogs. And I, I get it because I feel that way too. And I think that we all struggle with that imposter syndrome and that comparison and just feeling like what sets me apart, probably nothing. And everybody's already doing this. Like there's, there's just no need for what I have to offer, but I guess just checking every single one of those boxes as you're talking, I've definitely had all of those thoughts, (laughs) but go on. I mean, we totally all have, um, but I I guess my opinion here and my encouragement that I'd love to end, you know, the episode on if, if this is the end, because you're the host is, is just that that's a lie that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves playing small. And that's a story that we tell, tell ourselves to kind of keep ourselves from taking risks. But at the end of the day, you know, if we don't take that step forward, And maybe potentially it doesn't go the way that we wanted it to, but it won't go anywhere. The guarantee is that it won't go anywhere if you don't try. I definitely think as much as I see that these days and as much as I hear it from my own students and as much as I feel it myself, I just, you know, my, my unpopular opinion here is that just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that you can't do it your own way and that your own way might be the way that somebody else needs it to be done. So just get out of your own way, yo. I'm just over here taking notes. I feel like that, you know, you said that one of the things that is so rewarding on the podcast is hearing people tell you that that's what they needed to hear today. And I'll just go ahead and tell you that that's exactly what I needed to hear today. So thank you for giving that unpopular opinion. I needed it. I'm sure that some of our listeners do too. Uh, It was spot on. Now I'm literally going to cry. It's fine. (laughs) I probably will too. It's fine. (laughs) I just have to say it has been so incredible to watch this podcast grow into 100 episodes. I I cannot believe that 
a little idea in a coffee shop turned into a hundred episodes of amazing content, incredible guests. I mean, who could have thought that you would have had some of these guests on your podcast that you get to have these real conversations with, that you get to connect with all the people who are listening. I just, it's been amazing to watch it grow. And I'm so proud of you as a friend. And I can't wait to see what happens in the next chapter for the podcast um, and in life and business. I'm, I'm grateful to get to do it with you. And I'm grateful that your audience can sort of have a peek into the things that are going on in your life, in your business for this special episode. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for being here and for being such a great host. I was a lot less scared than I thought I would be. I'm not gonna lie. I did break a sweat, but it's fine. And yeah, I just want to say for those of you listening, thank you so much for being here, whether this is like your first episode ever to have listened to or your hundredth and you've been here the whole time. It means the world to me and to every guest who's been on. If, if you're a previous guest who is also a listener, just a huge thank you to to you for sharing your expertise, for sharing your knowledge. And I love getting to this podcast and I hope I can do hundreds of more episodes after this. I hope that too. I hope our guests will weigh in and tell us some of their favorite moments from, from the podcast, because I know that there have been so many takeaways over these hundred episodes, and I will definitely be here to tune in for a hundred more. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.